Oh, oh, hello there. I know what you're thinking. This motherfucker in the stupid mask with a stupid fucking hole in it pretending to be Deadpool said we'd be getting the Deadpool episode last week. Well, they had other things going on, so mind your own business. That said, here is those not-so-super dudes Deadpool edition. Please, no touching yourself during the show, or if you do so, just clean up after yourself. Don't be a dick. Not-so-super dudes Talk about super What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Those Not-So-Super Dudes, where a couple of us normal people get together and uh, talk about the amazing worlds of comic book superheroes and supervillains. I am Jordan Smith. And I'm Alec McCann. And uh, as you guys know, this, uh, well, not this past weekend, but two weekends ago, we uh, were vendors at the local Martinsburg Comic Con, and so uh, with that, we decided to go ahead and edit together some stuff and give you that instead of our Deadpool episode, uh, but we are making up for that by doing the Deadpool episode right here, right now. Uh, I have a little notebook that I've been keeping at work, and I've been writing notes now. I've got like 13 pages here of just notes. I actually went through and was like writing down almost scene for scene, like from the beginning to the end of this fucking movie, because it's amazing. And I had it all stuck in my head, and then I realized I didn't have it in the house, so I actually had to run out to my car real fast and get it, because I was like, fuck, I haven't seen this movie in like two weeks. And I don't remember all of it now. So I do have this, and uh, I am very, very excited to talk about it. Uh, so welcome to those not-so-super dudes, Deadpool edition. And, uh... <laughs> yes, what he said. What he said. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll just go ahead and, and get started. Uh, uh, so, Alec, uh, why don't you uh, tell them a little bit about... Tell them a little bit about what this, what the, what the movie did, what the sequel was pretty much going on with. Basically, you have Fire Fist, <laughs> unfortunate name. Uh, Deadpool has lost his girlfriend because some thugs followed him home, as they will do. Yes. And shot her, and he couldn't. You know what I think is interesting though is then weren't they talking about? Oh, I hate when that last minute and the guy can't save her. Weren't they talking about that right before that happened? I think so, actually. I, I think I think they had mentioned something about that. And uh, that, that was really weird to see. Like, so when she got shot and everything, and I honestly, there was a moment when I first saw the movie, and I was like, fuck, this is going to be all about him trying to kill Vanessa's killer, like going after the guy. But when he grabbed onto him the way he did, and then like, threw him out in the middle of the road with him, and they both got hit. I was like, okay, good. I don't have to sit here the whole time and watch him try to get revenge on uh, Vanessa's killer. Right, because we've already seen that movie. Yes, yes, we've already seen all that. So I was, uh, that, I was, I was that really was excited the first when one. that was gone. And that's, that's a lot of problem that like a lot of sequels do, is they recopy the movie and just give you a different person to chase. And I hate that, so I'm glad that they went in a different direction. Um with this. Now, I do have one story before we get into the whole thing. Okay. Um, before we started this, you had asked me if me and Will had gone to see the movie. Some of you know Will from one of the po- two of the podcasts. He doesn't talk much, but he does like to make us laugh during during it. Well, I, he was supposed to be on the episode. Uh, he's not with me now. But um, so we were going to go see the movie. Right. Um. And we had some stuff 
if you know what I mean. And Will decided he didn't really want to go see them. He didn't really feel like going to see a movie. Uh-huh. So we went to Poor House Farm and walked the trail with our stuff. Okay. And we got lost on the trail. Okay. Jordan, when I say we got lost, this is going to make me sound really stupid, but we got lost on that trail from, we got there at five and didn't leave until nine. So we were lost for about four hours on this stupid trail. Did you, and how do you get lost Will on at one trail? point was like, dude, I have no idea. We were on a trail, but I think what happened was we just kept going, like, because Poor House Farm now has frizzy, Frisbee golf. Oh, oh, the, was it Ultimate Frisbee or something? Yeah, so part of the trail is for that, and part of the trail is just the trail. Right. So we kept interpiecing the Frisbee golf trail with the regular trail, and, like, at one point I mentioned the Blair Witch, like how it just seems like we're going in circles. We passed the same bucket six times, Jordan. Oh, six times. God. The same bucket. <laughs> kept going the same way. I don't and at one point, Will's like, dude, I have no idea. Well, it was getting dark. It was hard to see. That's what I'm blaming it on. Okay. But Will, at one point, was like, there's a mountain lion out here following us. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. And it's getting darker, and I keep hearing noises in the woods. And, of course, you know, it's probably deer. But one never knows. Yeah. So we didn't get out of there until, like, 9 o'clock. And as we're going to the car, the guy that owns the things like, it's, uh, you're supposed to be out of here by dusk. And I was like, we know we got lost on the trail and, uh, we couldn't find our way back. He's like, no, nah, man, you don't have an excuse. I was like, and Will had to stop me from saying anything. Cause you know how I am. If someone's being rude, I'm going to be rude back. Right. And so Will had to say, no, no, it's okay. We're sorry. We're leaving. And we just left. But, uh, that's what happens when you don't go to see Deadpool two, you get chased by a cougar <laughs> and lost on a trail. Well, that's... Well, so go see this movie, people. Yeah, otherwise you might get lost, and cougars or the Blair Witch are going to get you. It makes me think of that one time that's, we were out in the woods, and... No, I'm sorry, you went out to the woods after we watched the Blair Witch Project, and you got... And you called oh, yeah, me no, about, like, 20 minutes for shooting later. At me. You called me 20 minutes later telling me you were getting chased with people that you ended up on somebody's property, and they were coming after you. And I was just... I was just stuck in the house. I was like, oh... I, I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. He said, back home. Like, I wasn't being chased by people. Right. But, yeah, no, it's pretty much the same situation, situation, just with an animal instead of people. I got you. Well, that's that just goes to show you guys should definitely see this movie if you haven't already. Like, it's it's absolutely it worth it. It saves uh, your life. Yes, yes. Um Honestly, a lot of people have been, like, trying to figure out if they enjoy the first one more than the second one or the second one more than, than the first one. Uh, the most popular opinion lately, and honestly my own opinion, was that I, it wasn't better, but it also wasn't worse. It was pretty much the same. So, I mean, if you love the first one, you love the second one. I know you said you loved the uh, the second one more, didn't you? Yeah, I liked the second one just a little more. Uh, what, about, um, what about the second one did you like more that made you like the second one more than the first one well there was more development to Deadpool he wasn't just a wise ass he was he was 
suffering through something. He lost the only person that he cared about. I mean, he, he got the whole Deadpool powers for her and then loses her. And now he can't die, which has always been a theme, a theme with Deadpool is he gets depressed, he tries to kill himself. It never works, this and that. And then he finds a calling. Like, he's not just a mercenary in this movie. He is an X-Man. Right. Not, now, not officially. We're not going to say he's officially an X-Man. But he, he is, is at a point where he's like, I can do this. I can, I can be a hero. Right. Well, or at the, least the entire an movie, they were calling him a trainee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really Wade Wilson, not so much Deadpool, but Wade Wilson's character development made me enjoy this movie uh, more than the first one. And I, that's just to say that there was more of it. Um, there were a lot of jokes, and, and it was, you know, that was great. But the serious points in the movie were serious, and you weren't worried that they were going to get ruined by jokes. If right. that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. Like that, uh, a lot of so, have, I've heard that like this movie has more, um, a lot more references, like poking at more like things than the first one did. It made a lot of uh, well, references really. Like it just there were a lot more in this movie than there were in the first one, and you could tell. But yeah. It, it was it was so good, and like you were talking about with the uh, the X Men and everything, we we got a 10, 15 second clip. Of the X Men from like Days of Futures Past and uh, the fir- and First Class and Apocalypse and stuff like that and you know Beast closing the door and you look yeah and they see and, and they see De- Deadpool and they're like oh <laughs> like we can't uh, we can't have this in our movie so we're gonna just shut this <laughs> you know what's uh, funny though what's that is that the that means we have no idea when this movie's supposed to take place because. If we're going on the assumption that uh, James McAvoy at some point turns into uh, Patrick Stewart, right? It must have happened. Like, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Because I know that the movie has cell phones. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is. Re- it's extremely weird because, well, like the first one, like if you look at the phones, like you were talking about, uh, you know, it's like modern. They're very modern. They use emojis and shit like that. And then in the second one, you get, like, you know, the ones from, like, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. And, uh, but it's not set in that time. So, I mean, but Deadpool's always been really weird like that. It's been able to cross over to different universes and, like, be able to work in pretty much any storyline. So, I mean, if they were going storyline-based with this, this one is a real mindfuck. Because it's got characters from the past, but it's definitely... It looks like it's set in modern times, so it's really it's really hard to to tell exactly where in the timeline these movies take place. Yeah, and I mean Marvel's just or Fox is just kind of screwy screwy the whole time anyway. Because you also have Old Man Logan, which I guess is considered non-canon. I mean, I I guess. Uh, like it. I mean, it's set in the future, so because it's kind of a standalone film, yeah. they don't really. They don't really mention anything from any of the movies, except sometimes they mention the characters, but they mention the not characters. much. They mention the uh, the incident that we didn't get to see in um, was it Westchester or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, the, that incident. That when Xavier went kind of bonkers. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise. But otherwise, yeah, great, great, uh, great. Yeah. Movie. Um, 
after you know we see the X-Men and everything, uh, they get the call about, um, like you're talking about Fire Fist and everything, uh, so they go down to the Essex house, which I'm pretty sure is a little, like, nudge to Mr. Sinister. Isn't, isn't that a... Isn't that a I think you're right. Yeah, because uh, I'm pretty sure they also mentioned Essex, and uh, they were the company that created, was it X-24 or whatever, the other, the other Logan... Uh, clone that killed him in Logan. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Sinister. For those who don't know, Mr. yeah, I think you're right. I think it was clones. the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, that we've gotten hints at you know what Mr. Sinister does in his company and everything, but we've never actually gotten Mr. Sinister himself, which kind of sucks. But it is what it is. We can We got the the general idea. Uh, so they go to the Essex house to figure out what's going on. Um, once Deadpool finds out that. Russell's been abused and everything. He uh, he shoots the one nurse in the head uh, when he told him to stay with his uh, secret sex lips, which I still find kind of hilarious. And uh, they both get sent to a prison known as the Icebox. Uh, they have these power restraint collars on them, so neither one of them can use their abilities. And, you know, Deadpool, you know, his abilities keep him basically from dying from the cancer that he has been having since the first movie. Um, and now that's starting to take over his body and his everyday life, and he uh, isn't as strong as he used to be, so he's got to deal with that and try to keep himself alive. What is that noise? I don't know. What are you talking about? Uh, there's a static noise. I'm trying to back the speaker up away from the microphone. Maybe that's causing some kind of, I don't know, some kind of feedback. Real professional, man. <laughs> Hey, I never, ever said I was professional. Um, that is true. <laughs> Not once have we ever said this podcast was professional. Very, very true. I mean, we'll try to be on occasion, but not today. Definitely not today. Um, oh, uh, we got to meet a new character while Wade was at the uh, the mansion. Uh, Negasonic's girlfriend, Yukio, who apparently, I'm pretty sure, is, yeah, she's a mutant herself. I think we see at the toward the end of the movie. But uh, their their relationship's really funny. Well, it wouldn't make wouldn't make much sense for her not to be if she's at the X Mansion. True, that is true. But I mean, the the whole relation like I think it's funny that Deadpool finds her so like it's like the way you love a puppy. Yeah. Well, That's the way he she, feels like, about says Yukio. Wade, and then he's Yuki. just like by Yukio, and like the way that I don't know, just their little back and forth banter on that is actually kind of hilarious and I, I like it a lot I do like it and I, I just I like the whole relationship with Negasonic and Yukio though we don't really get a whole lot of it I hope they uh, they go more into it in future movies that would be really cool they get sent so they get sent to the icebox yeah yeah they get sent to the icebox and then uh, that's when we start seeing uh, our next main character who's known as Cable uh, played by Josh Brolin and uh, honestly I was I don't know too too much about Cable I know enough to understand what was happening and even some stuff that they hadn't even mentioned in the movies or in the movie but uh i I really enjoyed cable's character uh he shows up from the future after getting home and seeing like you know the ashes or basically the the severely burned bodies of his wife and daughter and uh takes her teddy bear and travels to the future where he can kill the man that uh man responsible for killing his family while he was still a kid and uh, he shows up and sees these two truckers, and uh, they—I uh, know one of them was 
Alan Tudek, I'm pretty sure his name was. And uh, the other guy, I actually forgot what his Alan name was. Alan Tudek? Alan Tudek, yeah. Uh, the guy from Powerless, I'm pretty sure. He was in Firefly. Yeah, yeah, that too. That too. I forgot. I keep forgetting he was in Firefly. And Steve the Pirate. Yeah, Steve the Pirate. Okay, yeah, that was uh, that was how I was able to point him out to somebody at work because they didn't know who he was. And then the other guy that was talking about toilet paper, at one point they had said it was Matt Damon, but then I looked it up and it was somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Wait, who said it was Matt Damon? Like a, a, an article I was reading said the guy the guy that was talking about toilet paper and everything said it, it was saying that... Uh, that guy was being played by Matt Damon. And I was like, oh, okay. So, but then I like looked it up and everything. And I was like, it was some other guy. And I don't remember what his name was. Um, but it wasn't, I don't think it was Matt Damon. I was like, oh, that's a, okay. Well, see, that would be kind of funny because Matt Damon has turned down several Marvel roles. Like, he was an actor inside of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Thor. Yeah, and Ragnarok. So it'd be kind of. It would have been kind of funny if he just kept taking, like, small roles in Marvel movies instead of doing a big one. That is very true. Who would you see Matt Damon playing, though? I could see him being Cyclops. Oh, in the X-Men? Oh, that would be interesting. I don't know. Honestly, he, uh... Like an older, older like, Cyclops? Like an older Cyclops? Yeah, I could see that. An older Scott. Because I don't know what it is about Matt Damon, but he seems like a dick. Like, I'm sure he's probably the nicest guy in the world. It just seems like Matt Damon, he looks like a dick. Right. Right. And I, I never liked Cyclops anyway, so. I mean, there you go. I, I liked Cyclops as a kid. I thought he was pretty cool. But I was also, like, really into uh, Gambit and uh, Nightcrawler and everything. But So Cyclops kind of fell to the wayside. But, I mean, he's still a pretty cool character. He's a dick. <laughs> uh, so we get that. And then, so... Uh, they make a hint, uh, Deadpool and, Ru uh, and uh, Russell, while they're there in the icebox, they kind of start pointing out a character that we'll see later in the movie uh, that I had heard was going to be in it, but I was actually, I wasn't absolutely sure that he was because I thought that was kind of reaching, but it turned out to be true. Uh, looking into it and everything and then going to see the movie, I was like, wow. But it was, it was really well done. Uh, with that, and so they get out of the icebox eventually after Cable comes in and starts trying to kill them, and you real and uh, you realize he's trying to kill the kid, and I think that's technically like the movie doesn't really come out and say that's what happened until a little bit later, but they come out and say that you know as an adult Russell kills his family after uh, mm -hmm. he gets a taste for uh, his fir his first kill and everything. Yeah, and um. Now, here's the thing with Cable, because we asked a bunch of people this, and they didn't answer. His parents are Cyclops and a clone of Jean... Is it Grey? Is there yeah, Jean yeah, Grey? Yeah, Jean Grey, yeah. yeah. I thought I wasn't sure. Yeah, but she's, she's got a different name. Um, I just don't remember what it is. Madeline Pryor. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, one of the uh, people we... Uh, actually, I think it was Laura, our friend Laura, who, uh, who answered the question. Yeah, Laura knew. Yeah, Laura knew. <laughs> she knew right away. <laughs> Shows how much we know. What's funny is Brown didn't. Well, she didn't really give him a chance That's either. Like he, he was thinking about it, but she was just like on it. <laughs> she had all the answers for some reason. She knew it faster than Brown. I'll tell you what, man. She threw me through a loop. I did not expect that all the, all the answers came from her. 
Oh, I, I know. But she didn't give Brad like a chance at all. He was like trying to think about it. And she's just like boom. But I also feel like because he's trying of, to be I, thoughtful, I, and she's like. Well, I also feel like because of their relationship, that's kind of how she knows so much. If not just because she is a big fan, yeah. but so is he, and they get really into that stuff together, and then with us, and uh, so I mean that's probably that was probably where that came from. But all, but I mean either way, it was still it was, it was still really cool, and I'm very proud of her for getting everything right. <laughs> Very proud. Very, very proud. Um, Good job, Laura, if you're listening. Yes, Laura, we we appreciate you. I really enjoy the uh, the line when uh, Cable and uh, Wade are fighting, and uh, he gets the collar off and everything, and then he's Wade starts beating the shit out of Cable, and he's like, "Who are you?" And then like in that gruff voice, he said it perfectly, and he said, "I'm Batman," and I can't, I fucking lost it. Yeah, I never thought they would ever do that. Oh, it was great. And why would we think that? But I also, like, you're so dark. Are you from the DC Universe? (laughs) Oh, it was beautiful. The the lines they come up in this movie were absolutely incredible. Um, I'm trying to remember the question, because after Cable tells him he's from the future, uh, he was like, okay, so I have three questions for you. Um, Oh, fuck, I can't remember what the first one was. I know the second one was, uh, what Sharknado are we on? Oh, no, the first one was this dubstep still thing. And then the, I uh... Thought, I, thought the, the, I thought the last one was dubstep. No, no, the last one was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was when is, when is the studio going to, uh, gonna get rid of, or, uh, stop with the mechanical arms or whatever. Because he made a reference of saying, uh, how did, how, what did I do to piss off an old dude with a winter arm, or a winter soldier arm? Which I thought was great because all again oh, yeah. with, with the references and everything they made references to Bucky to Black Panther to Black Widow and Hawkeye. It's like they saw the Disney buying them. It's like they saw that and were like, "We'll go ahead and throw them into our universe anyway." Yeah, we'll just do it anyway. And it was beautiful. It was so great. Everything about it was amazing. Uh, so Deadpool gets out after they fight and everything and. They blow up one side of the prison. Uh, Russell's still at the icebox. And so whenever there was about two or three times when Deadpool kind of not necessarily dies, but gets, like, into, like, the afterlife and is trying to talk to Vanessa, but there's, like, this invisible wall that he can't really get through. And uh, so we're pretty sure that w- what the movie was trying to do was make Vanessa uh, his version of Lady Death, which I actually really like the idea for. She would... She would do very, very well. She did very, very well. And there was this whole thing. Um, I don't know if you read about the controversy that was going on with the movie about what they're calling, like, fridging the female character and everything. Did you read about that? No. What was it? Uh, so what, what were they saying? Uh, so what people were getting kind of pissed off was is what they're calling fridging the character. And that's uh, when you had... When she had uh, she had a bigger part in the first movie, like she had more screen time, and then in the second movie she didn't have as big of a part. Some people felt like she was there for a, a bit, and then they killed her off, and then you know she didn't get as much screen time. But the and I agree with the director. The director said though she didn't get much screen time, her what happened to her influenced the entire movie he made the course of the movie yes yes the everything that happened from after she died actually before she died and then on is what created the whole story for the entire movie because wade wouldn't have done any of that stuff 
if she was still alive. Like he would not right. have, he would not have cared. So, but her dying, like you said in the beginning, cre- gave him more depth and more character development. We he got to be uh, kind of got to see who he was on his own, and then with the team, and uh, not and he, not that he didn't be he was any less a main character, but we got other characters that he made uh, friendships and relationships with and everything and so I even though she didn't get more screen time I still felt like she played probably one of the biggest parts of this whole movie and um, and uh, they were there were post credit scenes that we're going to talk about toward the end that uh, we'll see uh, exactly how we felt about that uh, and I, I do believe there are a few of them actually that uh, we have to talk about our sponsor as always is Cloud Coyote a hosting and consultation firm that manages apps and podcasts you can get a discount with Cloud Coyote when you use the promo code hashtag TNSSD, which includes free domain name registrations for the first year and a 30-day trial of any service, such as email or app hosting. You can find them on Twitter and Facebook, at Cloud Coyote, and check them out on their website, cloudcoyote.com, to set up a session with a sales engineer today. So he puts together a team, which, if you know anything about the comics and stuff like that, uh, he calls them the X-Force. Um, I'm trying to remember all the characters that were in it. And then we had Domino, uh, Shatterstar, who was an alien that thought he was better than everybody else. Uh, the Vanisher, which, that was awesome. Because, he, because as you'll see later, he's, uh, being, he's played by Brad Pitt. And everything. Well, to be fair, Brad Pitt was only in it for like two seconds. It was just when he exploded. Oh yeah, which was so fucking funny because the the trailer it was, made it, it look great. yeah the trailer made it look like they were all just on the ground fighting these other people, and then you know there's that whole you know there's a wind advisory in effect, and so you're just kind of sitting there going okay what does that have to do with anything? And so they jump out of the plane as they're trying to go after the uh, the truck that's carrying the prisoners, because after everything that happened, they're tra- they start the people that are running the icebox transport their prisoners to another location. So they're trying to get to Russell, because uh, Deadpool realizes that uh, well, Vanessa says something about his heart isn't in the right place, and uh, children make us better than who we are, something along those lines. So he realizes that. He needs to save Russell. He needs to be there for him because nobody else has. So they go after after the truck and to save him. That's actually something that happened in the comics, not for Fire Fist, but for but, Apocalypse. A uh, related person, young uh, kid Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I actually read about and that. The X, the X Force was deciding whether or not they should kill him, and then they decided they were going to. And Deadpool ended up saving his life countless times. Uh, in order to stop him from having that issue. Right, which is awesome because, I mean, even though Deadpool, you know, he's been a villain, he's been a hero, uh, no matter what is going on or what he's doing, he is always there to at least do the right thing when it comes to kids. He's got a soft, he's got a, I I, want to say soft spot for kids, but it really does not sound well at all. 
Yeah, but it's a Deadpool episode, so he has a soft spot. He, he does. He does. He really does. So he they uh, they're going there to save him, and they jump out of the plane, and then uh, you know all of their parachutes catch the wind and everything, and then Deadpool makes it after kind of smacking into a billboard a little bit. Uh, and all the other ones just die. Everybody just fucking dies. Like except for Domino except and for, Peter. Oh yeah, no, Peter does no, die, doesn't he, he? Yeah, he did die because he was trying to save. Um, I wanted to say it was. I wrote down the name, but I realized it wasn't actually what his name was. I wrote down Zygote or whatever. Or it's like Zy. It's oh, fuck me. See, this is why I need to double check all my notes before I start doing this, because then I just look like a fucking idiot. But that the guy with the acidic spit. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. The, um, sorry, the train distracted me. I, I heard it too. <laughs> sorry, I'm going to put the window down. I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of it. I, I can't either. Wow. We're really bad at this. So, <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Uh, Go team. Woo! Uh, so the one guy with the acidic spit gets sucked into a, uh, a wood chipper, and Peter tries to save him. And he, I guess he accidentally like throws up on Peter oh, and his wait, arm fucking falls off. It's not acidic spit. He doesn't have he doesn't have ex, ex, acidic spit. Is it acidic he vomit? Has acidic vomit. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Okay, fair enough. Well, he has acidic fluids. And I can't. I really can't remember his name. I can't either. They they've said it countless times, and like I or at least not countless, but like when they meet him, and you know I could and I realized the third time I saw the movie, I. uh... I had the name wrong, and I meant to write it down, but of course, like the procrastinator I am, totally forgot until right this very moment. So I'm just going to have to look like an idiot, and it's just going to have to be it. <clears throat> uh, and then we had um, uh, Terry Crews' character. Uh, again, I don't remember what his name was. They did say it once or twice, and I meant to look it up, and I forgot. <clears throat> it was like... We're rocking this coverage. Right? This is the best place to go when you're trying when uh when when you're looking to get a pretty overall. When you need information about movie. Yes. You go here. You go here to get not very good information. We're we're like Wikipedia. We'll give you plot holes at best. <laughs> this is basically how our conversations go when we're talking in person. So we're just recording them. <laughs> I want to say his name was like Bet. Was it like Bedlip or something? Bedlock. Something, something. No, Deadlock is is someone from uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, Deathclock. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I I can't remember his name, but Terry Crews dies. They all die except for Domino, which, of course, Deadpool makes fun of the fact that you know, she has no ability because luck is not uh, a power, and it's definitely not cinematic. Even though they made it pretty cinematic, they did it real well, and. Uh, that well, was... that's, that's what's funny about it is that it, it's so uh, off the cuff, just like, that. I mean, if someone told me their superpower was luck, I'd just be like, you oh, know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck. Just like, okay, so there's a there's a mutant uh-huh. named Forge, yeah. and his ability is the ability to make any weapon he can imagine. He has to make it. He can't just pop it into existence. He has to make the weapon. Right. How is that a superpower? Well, I mean, he... Uh, like, I guess that it's, doesn't make sense to me. I guess it's not necessarily a superpower more than it is, like, a skill. You know? Like, if you... Exactly, yeah. but it's not something that should make you a mutant. No, unless you're able to give it, like, 
enhanced abilities or something. Like if he was able to create well, he could, like his like, own literally any weapon he can think of. If he could think of a laser beam cannon, he could make it. But it just doesn't, that sounds like it, like anytime anybody brought up Forge to me when I was growing up, I was just like, you mean the guy that can make a cannon? Big freaking whoop, it can do the job of an entire government. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's probably not uh, somebody that would, you know, be like a main character in anything. Like he would be, uh, what was? Supporting cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he makes me think of uh, Peter Dinklage's character in Infinity War. Uh, he would be like a blacksmith or something. Like how, um, uh, I can't remember what his fucking name was. Was it like Pete, Petro or something? The Giant Dwarf. Yes, the Giant Dwarf. That guy. Uh, yeah, he, That's um, what I got. Yes. Uh, he, so, yeah, and he created the gauntlet and everything, so I feel like Forge would be able to do that. No problem. Uh, but he would definitely be more like a supporting character than anything. Um, but Domino's Domino's power. I mean, okay, so you can influence luck. Yeah, I'd be. I would. I would be a rich dude if I was doing that, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like they, I, I don't. Again, another character I don't know too much about, but Domino was a badass in this movie. Like she was really great, and uh, they picked a really good actress for her. Uh, her, whose name I, I, think, I did not write I think down. the relationship between her and, and Deadpool was um, one of annoyance on her end. Yeah. In the comics. Yeah. Like, in the movie, they make them seem like she's all right with this dude. But in the comics, he was always talking about her, her breasts. And, and, you know, they had that scalingly clad thing. So it was like, you know, her cleavage was always out. And he was always like, yes. <laughs> and uh, so basically, their relationship was sexual harassment. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, on Deadpool side. Yeah, he's uh, he's really bad for that. And like thinking about that, I think about like the Deadpool game, and like going through that, I was just like, wow, uh, they do not hold back on that yeah. at all. It's kind of see, and that's the that's that's the that's the difference between Deadpool and comics and that video game because yeah, they did not hold back in that video. No, they and really the movies because the movies do. They do hold back some stuff about his character. Like, his character is very, very open to not caring about invading your personal bubble. Oh, yeah, not at all. Like, he is totally... Like, when Deadpool does it in the movies, it's usually with a hug or, you know, something like that. But, like, yeah, he'll grab the crotch, but you never see him grab any tip. That's true. That is very true. He's, uh, he's a lot more, res and that's he's a lot more respect respectable in this movie. Respectful. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Respectful. So, in the in the game, and if any of you don't know, the game is hilarious too. Oh, it's, it, it is, is probably fantastic. one of the best superhero games I've ever played. Oh, van yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Excuse me. <clears throat> do you remember? Do you remember the part when you fall when you crash land on? And this is coming up, Mister Sinister's Island. And uh, Wolverine's with you, and he's knocked out, and you keep punching him, and you, you have the option to keep punching him, and he says stuff like, "This is for the, this is for X Men Origins. This is for this. This is for that. And this is because the player keeps hitting it." Uh, yes, I, I do actually. I was talking about that specific part with a coworker. I think just this past weekend, and uh, it's definitely one of my favorite things about that game. It's actually for uh, after I played it, it was probably one of the only things I could actually remember until I played it again 
So it's just like, you're literally just sitting there just punching Wolverine. Not really punching, but like slapping him and then bitch slapping him for like five minutes. Like trying to wake him up. And then you just keep going until he finally just stops. But like, it's so fucking funny. It is absolutely hilarious. And then I think of, um, uh, I, I somehow he ended up in Rogue's body. He was, she was like wearing his mask and stuff. Like his head was like on her, but so you're playing as Rogue for a minute. Do you remember that? That's because she, um, she stole his healing factor. Yeah. And then with his healing factor, she also got his insanity for a little bit. So you're playing as Rogue. She's wearing the Deadpool mask. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, is she, I mean, that is probably the hottest video game in the world when she becomes Deadpool because she is making all sorts of innuendos and looking all computer generated and good. <laughs> oh, but it's such a great game. If you haven't played it, I highly recommend it. It, it is probably everything you would expect from a Deadpool game. Actually, and more. Yeah, and, I'm gonna say and it. More. And more. And and more. And definitely more. Uh, you you do interact with Cable. You interact with Mister Sinister, uh, Wolverine. There's there's so many that, characters. Then they do. There was also um. Wasn't there also a song t- attached to that too? I believe so. I just don't remember what it was. I don't either, but I know I feel like there was a song attached to it. Oh, and they make a reference. This now, guys. This is before the first Deadpool came out. This is even before the footage. Yeah, for the leaked footage. Got the movie started came yeah. out, and you can you're in Deadpool's apartment, and you can check his emails. And one of the emails he says, "Geez, I wish this Ryan guy would just leave me alone." <laughs> so, meta. Meta all over the place. Always, always, and it's it's so great, and uh, I just I love this movie so much. Like I I wanted to see it a fourth time, and I was really disappointed. I mean, not very disappointed, but I was disappointed that I couldn't go see it with you guys last week, or because I know you know you guys didn't actually go, but it would have nope. been it, got chased by a cougar instead. Ah, uh, fair enough. So, but you know, I mean, we still have time, Jordan. Yeah. Maybe after we get the whole lobby place, we just pop on over and, and check it out again because oh. it is right there yeah 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 absolutely because um, it's right there okay I see what you're saying yeah yeah we could I mean we could definitely it's not do that. like we have any other movies coming out this month not uh, at least not comic book movies but uh, we do have a movie coming out next week that uh, that is true we have Jurassic and you know what guys let us know if you want us to cover the Jurassic Park <laughs> Jurassic World talk, movies. I could literally talk about that for years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For years, I could talk about that movie. <laughs> uh, well, we do have Ant-Man and Wasp coming out that next movie? month. So uh, we, we do have to do an episode on that, because that's going to be good. That's going to be real good. And we're going to have to... Uh, um, well, we also have... Uh, I don't know if you've been watching Cloak and Dagger, but that's out. At least the first two episodes on that. And that's, that's going to be good. I haven't, because I don't have um, Wi-Fi. Oh, fair enough. Or, uh, Hulu. Okay. I got you. Oh, hey. Hey, Jordan. Real yes. quick. Yes. Can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you tell me what your favorite part of the Deadpool movie was? Uh, my favorite part would probably be, oh, let's see. That's, it's really hard to pick my, my favorite one. Um, there were a lot of them that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I think the thing that made me laugh the most was one of the post credit scenes, and I'm pretty sure you know which one I'm talking about. Is it the Green Lantern part? No. Oh. 
Well, then, no, I don't. No? Oh, it's, uh, it, it's the, um, the post credit scene where he shoots himself from back in X-Men Origins, where he tells Logan that he's cleaning up the timeline. Oh, behind. right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was absolutely... And he, was, he goes, hey, Logan, just fixing timeline. And so the, if, uh, the funny thing about that scene, for those that don't know, that scene almost didn't make it into the movie. Uh, apparently it was shot on film. It wasn't shot digitally. And so when they went and tried to get it, the, what the studio had was damaged. So they went to some vault in the middle of somewhere in the United States to go get it. And uh, they, they actually added it last minute. It almost did not make it into the movie. Uh, there was a rumored... Uh, scene, I guess that if that one had made made it, uh, that he that Deadpool was going to be interviewing um, Johnny Storm, but like Johnny Storm, like Chris Evans, Johnny Storm, from the old Fantastic Four. Like, I, oh, that would have been cool. That would have been that would have been hilarious. But I I guess that was just in case they didn't get uh, this one. And though I would have liked to have seen that, I'm very happy that they were able to get uh, the X Men Origins scene in there and Deadpool kill his yeah. own self because that. That was absolutely astounding. That was fantastic, and I, if you didn't like any part of the movie, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't have liked that scene. You can't go through that movie and not like any part of the movie. I'm going to tell you my favorite part because it's, Do it. it's what we discussed. So okay, um, we get to the point where you know the X Force doesn't work, uh, except for the fact that they were able to take Cable off and make him realize that he can't do anything by himself because who do we get, Jordan? Who do we get on that ride? That special cell bus ride. Oh, uh, after they crash? Yes. Uh, we get Juggernaut. The Juggernaut. And why do we like Juggernaut so much, Jordan? Why did we like this Juggernaut? Uh, let me put it this way. Why did we like this Juggernaut versus the uh, X-Men 3 origin, or X-Men 3 uh, Juggernaut? Well, they, he didn't have an accent, so that was nice because he doesn't ever have an accent. That is very true, and uh, but what the the thing? What connection did they make? Uh, the connection that they made was that uh, for those that don't know, uh, the reason he wears his helmet is so that his brother doesn't read his mind. His half brother, who happens to be named Charles Xavier, so for those that don't know, Juggernaut and Charles Xavier are half brothers, and that was a beautiful thing that they put in there that honestly made me go wait what the fuck because i actually forgot that it's because it's been so long since that it's been brought up in anything that they were brothers so i actually had to go look it up real fast and make absolutely sure and I was, yeah they are they are brothers so that was something that they threw in yeah. there that fans were extremely excited about i was literally sitting there and when i saw him i was like yeah okay he's the juggernaut but they're not going to make the connection and then, bam, he was like, I wear this helmet because my brother can control me if I don't. And I was like, oh, no. I remember, because we went and saw this. I, I mean. We went and saw this together. I and, like, it, it was six so times in the arm when he yeah, said that. Yeah, I know. You were just like, yeah, you were, like, smacking me. And I was like, I know, I know. Calm down. <laughs> Kill yourself, out, man. Uh, and then, and also, for those that don't know, Juggernaut was a voice and a facially mocap by Ryan Reynolds. So he got to be both Deadpool and Juggernaut. Getting pretty Eddie Murphy up in here. Yes, yes. Uh, and so one of the, so <laughs> Deadpool was, you know, Deadpool was a really big fan of Juggernaut. So he's like, it's always been a dream of mine to see my reflection in your helmet as you charge at me with murderous intent. And then he's like, not, not this situation though. But <laughs> and then Juggernaut proceeds to rip him it in was, half. 
and uh, yeah, and then and we, then uh, go for it. Well, then uh, Deadpool goes to blind out and uh, is growing his legs, and for some reason, isn't wearing pants as he grows his legs. No, he's just, as Weasel put it, straight shirt cocking it, going full Winnie the Pooh. And so all the all the surviving, but uh, Weasel and Domino come in and see that, and they're like, "Whoa, baby dick!" And then Cable comes in, they fight, but the whole conversation between Deadpool and Cable for that thing, that is my favorite moment of the movie because he gets off and walks over to Cable. <laughs> Weasel's just like, look at the little guy, he's doing it. He's doing it, look at him go. It's so it's so perfect. Like that's the that's what I was talking about before, where it wasn't ruined by a joke. No. The joke just happened to be natural. Like yeah. it was a natural joke because dude growing his legs back and he's only got a little tiny thing and he's gotta <laughs> go over and talk and like it's just funny. It was it was a very beautiful moment. And and then, you know, so they decide to work together and cable Deadpool's like, Give me give me Give me some time. I can talk to him. I can change him. Before anything terrible happens, I can fix this. So Deadpool, or Cable tells him 30 seconds, right? He gets 30 seconds? Yeah, he got 30 seconds. To change yeah, Cable. Or, yeah. So they go to the place the, the because SSS, that's where yeah. Russell is going to be. Yes, and throughout uh, the, and throughout uh, the uh, and, sorry, Essex uh, place. Yeah. And uh, throughout the movie, you know, Domino kind of says that she doesn't know why she's part of the team, and she's still trying to figure it out, but once they get to the Essex house, she realizes that's where she was raised, well, tortured, and that's that was her reasoning for being there, was to, I guess, get revenge on the people that tortured her there. Uh, which, and again, she did. was great. Oh my god, that was so great. That was amazing. Uh and, and again, I'm going to bring up another relief. One of my favorite lines from there was when uh, Cable and uh, Deadpool were fighting the nurses and everything. And, like, they, uh, you know, they're fighting and everything. And, like, there's a moment where, like, Cable saves Deadpool. And then, like, directly after that, like, Cable, uh, Deadpool save, saves Cable. And Deadpool kind of looks at him and goes, did you feel that? Only bestest buddies execute pedophiles together. And I don't know why, but that was so fucking yeah. funny to me. Because that's a very Deadpool no, thing funny. to say. And what's funny is, you know, you're basically getting buddy cop movie. Yeah, that is kind of what you're getting, yeah. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're trying to save Russell, who's trying to go through and kill the headmaster of the Essex house for torturing him and everything. And he, uh, he tries to get him to say the phrase that he says every time he's tortured... I'm trying to see if I actually wrote it down. I don't think I did. It was like, um, uh, god damn it. Do you remember what it was that he said? If you started it, I might know, but I don't remember uh, how. I think it has something to do with sin. Something along the lines of like, uh, fuck. Something like, shit. Nope, I totally forgot what it was. I didn't write it down. I know I should have wrote it down. We are doing such a good job with this podcast a episode. Let's right. give ourselves a round of applause, Woo! people. Woo! People have, like, tuned out by now. And it's just like, these fuckers don't know what they're talking about. These people don't know anything. Yeah. They didn't go see this movie. They're just reading it off of Wikipedia. Pretty much, apparently. Like, I, like I, if we had done this, like, a week ago, like, we were, like we had planned, we probably would have done better. But it's been, like, two weeks, so then, like, everything has pretty much left my head. 
Um, well, if you but, didn't have to go visit family. Oh, uh, well, families. And, and that's kind of the thing. And you know, what, you know what's really funny is that that's how they portrayed this movie. It was a family movie. Because there was that moment at the beginning where there was like, you know that babysitter you left your kids with? They're high as fuck right now. And, again, that was just a little funny thing that I that I thought was kind of hilarious. Because even though it didn't apply yeah, to me no, in, I mean, any, in any way, funny. shape, or form, but it was still really fucking funny. So, yeah, he's trying to get him to say the, the phrase that he said every time he tortured him. And uh, yeah, apparently he, he takes the phrases his own in the future and uh, and uses it when he goes to kill people. Uh, but he so Deadpool's trying to stop him from from killing this guy because once he does, it kind of will put kind of what puts him on the track of being a murderer in the future. Uh, so they eventually are able to catch up oh, with him. We should also add that eventually Deadpool gets the collar put back on him. Yes, yes. Uh, well, he he puts it on himself uh, when he's trying to stop Russell and everything, trying to like tell him that you know if he's going to kill anybody, it's going to be him. And, uh, you know, if you've seen the movie, Deadpool's trying to kill himself throughout the whole movie, and, uh, and it wasn't really working, so he was able to grab one of those uh, those mutant collars that enables his abilities and stuff. And so uh, there's a moment where, like, you know, Russell's, like, trying to... Basically, he goes to, like, kill them and everything, and Cable's like, fuck this, and he had, like, one bullet left, so he's, like, running to his gun, and he goes to take the shot, and Deadpool jumps in front of it. And... Uh, he sacrifices himself to save Russell. And then you have, like, the the world's longest, like, death scene of Deadpool, like, trying oh, man, to, like, wait it, it was, but it was so great. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. Uh, he's just like, do you see the bright light? Do you see it? And then you think he's dead. And then there's a moment where he's just like, no, no, that's the sun. Don't stare at that. And it was... Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then um, he gets he gets his reunion with Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. They, she pulls him through the other side of the wall, and he, you see him change back into who he was before he uh, he got his abilities and everything. And then uh, Cable actually goes back in time and uh, to uh, fix it because he you know after Wade sacrificed himself, Russell realized the error of his ways. And uh, the teddy bear that Cable took with him from the future, uh, it was, like, covered in what uh, Deadpool, Deadpool had asked, what, uh, what was up with the, the hobo teddy bear? And uh, Cable was like, it's blood from my dead daughter. And so uh, that actually disappears, and Cable realizes his family's safe. So he uses the last charge he has to go back and save Deadpool by putting the, um, the token that he had given Vanessa at the beginning of the movie as an anniversary present from their from the first Deadpool movie from when they were playing skee-ball together and slides that right where he ends up shooting him and and saves him and Wade realizes that once he finds that the uh, the uh, the token is in his pocket or whatever and he re realizes that Cable went back to save him even though Cable said it wasn't for him Deadpool you know, he knows it was for him. Also, not well, to mention... Well, not only that, but um, there's a whole line and a whole... Not a subplot, but a whole subline in the movie that Cable only has enough charge to go back in time once. And yeah. his plan was to kill Russell and, and go, go back home. in time right. with his family. Right. But he used 
he used that and there's something kind of beautiful about the fact that you know my family's safe i can stay here it's fine right i'll figure it out i'll right. figure out what to do and then uh so i don't know if that means cable is going to be in the next movie i think cable should get his own movie that would honestly, be amazing but i don't I... know how you do a cable movie without deadpool well that's why i'm hoping he st- sticks around a while because we're supposed to get an x-force movie and i want cable to kind of be there for all that and everything like this was the beginning of the x-force but i feel like they're going to actually build their team up here soon and everything but uh, i really hope he is around uh-huh. a lot longer and i hope and i'm glad you know domino will be around longer and everything and then you know we totally skipped over uh the the whole cgi fight with juggernaut and uh colossus colossus shows up after deadpool tries to get him to come help them and you know colossus kind of got sick of him after he killed uh he started shooting people around the, the beginning when they showed up yeah at the essex house to sit to find out what russell was doing and uh so okay so colossus shows up and he's like ready to fight dirty like Colossus has always been by the book but he's ready to like kick some ass and that whole fucking scene was absolutely hilarious like there's a moment where Juggernaut is like beating the shit out of him and tells him he's gonna like melt him down and turn him into a cock ring and I was like wow that's a little intense yeah yeah <laughs> that was serious and then and then he also Deadpool also as he's dying gets uh, Colossus to curse yeah yeah which was funny cause it's he like, was so hesitant like will you say fuck for me just once and then he's like wow what a potty mouth Good luck in hell. <laughs> yeah, it's because yeah, and that's important because uh, I believe Colossus is Russian Orthodox. Yeah. So yeah. it's serious. Yeah, it was a serious moment for him and everything. So he he got him to do what he always wanted him to do, and that was to to curse. Uh, but uh, we and then uh, Colossus was was able to defeat Juggernaut with the help of Negasonic and uh, uh, Yuki. And, uh, but you realize toward the end, like, I thought he died, but it took me till the third time seeing the movie that, uh, if you look down in the bottom corner when they're walking away and stuff, you know, you see Juggernaut climbing out of the pool. So he's still alive. Uh, and I think there was even a moment well, where... Well, that's that, because Juggernaut's impervious. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Like, he, but, like, if you, uh, the way they did it was actually really hilarious, too, because they, like, shoved an electrical cord up his ass, and then, like... Negasonic like shoved him in, or like used her power to like blast him into the water, into the pool and shit. So he got electrocuted, but of course, I and I should have known that that Juggernaut wasn't dead, but it didn't really click. And even when Deadpool said uh, we need, we should probably get out of here before Chrome Dome wakes up, again that didn't really click in my head. So it took me like three times to see this movie to act, make sure I actually caught everything. But well, you know, and that's what you want from the movie. Yeah. You. Because every time you watch a movie, you get something new. Like a Will Ferrell movie, you always get something new. Even if you've seen it 600 times, there is always something you never noticed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that, I was happy that it took me a few times to actually catch everything because the first time I was just so excited about the movie that I was kind of like just looking at everything as much, like some, well, at least not everything, but like trying to keep up with the story. And the second time I'm like, okay, so I've seen the movie. I want to pay attention to some of the background stuff. Maybe I missed something. And then the third movie, I did that again. And I was able to catch Juggernaut getting out of there. And then, of course, I was with people that had, hadn't had seen it before. And they saw it their first time. So that that just shows how good my attention span is. But... Fail. <laughs> um, and then we have the beautiful post-credit scenes. And we'll oh, go through them. Yes. Jordan, you well, take the first one. I will. Real fast, 
I want to mention that throughout this entire movie, there was one character that wanted to prove himself, and we didn't really mention uh, maybe at all, but Dopinder. Dopinder's character in this movie, he got a lot more character yeah. development, yeah. and I was so proud. I was so happy about that. Like, and he actually ran over the the headmaster from the Essex house, and Deadpool was like, "I heard you coming the last thirty seconds, and it was so hard to keep a straight face," and like he. He wanted so badly to be part of the X-Force, so when he was there, when Peter got accepted into the team, and he had no abilities, so he was just like, fuck! And, uh, like, he was really upset, but he he ended up proving himself in the end, and I actually hope that he becomes part of the team and the movie and everything, and I just, I was really, really happy they kept him around, because I wasn't sure if they... I don't even know, like, he's not even in the, I don't think he's in the comics, I think Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller were just like, we need this character that looks up to Deadpool so much. Right. And then they were just like, let's keep this guy, because everybody likes Dopinder. Right, right, it was, it was so good, and, uh, I, I, I was really happy that they kept him, and they actually gave him more character development. So, yeah. Uh, all in all, really, really love the movie. The post credit scenes. Uh, so the first one was uh, we see Negasonic and Yuki, Yukio. Sorry, I keep calling her Yuki, but I, I realize it's Yukio. Uh, they fix Cable's uh, time traveling device, uh, which Deadpool borrows before they give it back to Cable. Uh, so I guess that means Cable can go back home, but he I, might actually, even come back. I think they. I think they were giving it to Deadpool. Like, I think they were fixing it for Deadpool. Oh, okay. I think he came and asked them to fix it because Yuki, I think Yuki says, do you really think it's a good idea to give this to him? <laughs> and then Deadpool shows up and and takes it and says, bye! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that I think that is what happened. Yeah, so he, he borrows it and he, uh, and he goes back and saves Vanessa. So I'm pretty sure Vanessa is still alive. But see, the next stuff that happens makes you wonder if it's part of the movie or if it's just Deadpool being Deadpool. Well, see, that's what because I'm, he I'm does thinking. that, and then he does, and then he does the whole um, he shoots himself for taking Green Lantern. Yes. Well, before that, he uh, he like goes he, back he kills and saves. Ryan Reynolds. Well, before that, he goes back and saves Peter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he, he saves he, Peter he did too. Save Peter. Yeah. He told he told he he called him Sugar Bear throughout parts of the movie, which is also really hilarious but he he told him to go home and you know peter's like i probably should this is getting kind of scary so uh, we might see peter again we might not i'm thinking they did two scenes that were canon and two that weren't uh because the like you were talking about with the x-men origins one um technically that doesn't even count in the storylines anymore because of uh days of futures past and um yeah, but it was funny when he oh, said, just fixing the timeline. Just fixing the timeline. It was so great. It was absolutely beautiful. It was definitely one of my favorite parts of that entire movie, if not my favorite part. You know what we didn't even mention? What's that? When we first opened on the movie, we have Deadpool playing with a Wolverine oh my God. toy with a stick coming out of his chest. The music box. Yeah, it was of uh, Logan from the movie Logan when uh, he gets shoved onto a tree branch or a tree stump whatever and then he gets impaled and there's like a music box that Wade turns and it plays music and he's like knocking glasses and shit off the walls and everything and blows himself up and the first line in the fucking movie is fuck Wolverine and then that's when he starts saying how that furry motherfuckers you know he 
uh, what was it? He followed his coattails with the R rating, and then the motherfucker died. And then that's when he was like, well, guess what, Wolvie? I'm dying in this one, too. And uh, that was, like, the opening of the movie, and that was... That was the best way to open that fucking movie. That was absolutely great. That was so good. I think it might have been the only way to open that movie. Probably, yeah. Especially since um. I mean, they had to address it. Yeah, yeah. Now people, I know people were kind of complaining that there was no Stan Lee cameo, but I have to remember uh, at the beginning. Uh, I'm pretty sure when Logan was in theaters, they had that that little thing with Deadpool uh, saving Stan Lee in the alleyway. You remember that? He's changing in like the phone booth and it shit. It wasn't Stan Lee. Huh? It was just some random dude. It wasn't Stanley. Oh the, no, no, he wasn't saving Stanley. I'm sorry, Stanley. But Stanley was there. Was he? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was there somewhere. I remember Stanley being in that in that video, but I don't think he was saving. I don't. Are you Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure Stanley was yelling uh, about for somebody to save him and everything, and uh, he and like Deadpool was like trying to like change in a phone booth or whatever. Well, like, I'm pretty sure it was just some random dude because afterwards he lays down on the dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I, I could have swore it was Stanley, and maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, yeah, also with everything Stanley's been going through and, like, his health and everything, I I wasn't too surprised that he wasn't in the movie. So hopefully he's still doing well. Or at least I thought he's he doing was better. In movie. Stanley? I thought he was in Deadpool 2. I thought I remembered seeing him. I don't remember seeing him. Huh. I don't think so. Man, that's. That's a little depressing if I don't remember if I remember seeing him, but he wasn't there. Maybe <laughs> when he's not here anymore, I'm just gonna put him in movies with just my brain. Just put him in there. He's just in there because your imagination wants it. If we're wrong and you guys yep. did see Stanley in there, please tell us because I don't think he was. I didn't see him anyway. Um, but the uh, the final post credit scene, as you mentioned before, uh, there's Ryan Reynolds sitting there at the desk with the script for Green Lantern, and then all you hear is a gunshot and blood splatter all over the script, and then you see Deadpool had killed Ryan Reynolds uh, before he could do the Green Lantern movie and said, you're welcome, Canada. And I'm pretty sure that's how the movie ended, and it was oh. it was beautiful. It was so great. It was... Oh, God. It was, it was everything it was I wanted almost, it to be. It was, it, for me, it was a perfect movie. It really was. Uh, there was not... And there was really nothing I would would have changed about it. Um, I know some people are if if the Vanessa being alive thing is canon. I do know some people that are kind of pissed off about that because you know they they believe that, that there was really no point for the movie then. But that's not necessarily true because even even because it's uh, not true at all. Yeah. The whole the whole point of Vanessa dying was to get him to be better. Exactly. To yeah. be a better person. Right. Right. And just because he brought her back to life, it doesn't negate that at all. Yeah, no, See, no, no, that's no. the thing. If that, I've I've complained about comic book deaths where you feel the death and then they bring them back. Yeah. But I don't have a problem with what they did in that because it served its purpose. Like, yeah. killing all the people in the Marvel Universe that they did for Infinity War. Yeah. While it's good storytelling, it doesn't really serve a purpose except to give our original Avengers one last ride, whereas this served a purpose of changing a person's morality. Right, right. It, uh, like I said, it played... And that morality never went away. Like, yeah, just yeah. because Vanessa is alive, the morality didn't go away. Right, right. And, like, he remembers everything that happened. So even with Vanessa alive, everything that happened after her death and originally still can happen because he can just go and put himself right back into those same situations 
and you know he still saves Russell and he still you know puts together the X-Force and everything like that so it doesn't change anything he just has his fiance back or his wife or I don't know if they ever actually got married um I think I think they're just girlfriend and boyfriend okay fair enough um so yeah uh all in all we very much love the movie it was absolutely incredible um uh, I can't wait till it comes out on DVD because I will buy it the day it comes out. And I'm looking forward to finding out if we're getting a Deadpool 3 or if we're just going to go right to X-Force. Either way, I'm going to be happy. That, As long as Deadpool's in the X-Force, because I know Wolverine can't be because of the whole him being dead thing. True. And mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman saying, I'm not doing that anymore. That is true. That is very true. Um, so we, we're, uh, we're almost there at the end of our episode and everything. Uh, I feel like we should end it by announcing the winner of our raffle, don't you, Alec? I do, indeed. Uh, so for those that aren't entirely aware, we at uh, Marsburg Comic Con, we uh, did a quiz and uh, had people uh, answer about, get at least get three of the five questions that we asked, and uh, if you got them right, we put your names in a raffle for a t-shirt that, I'm gonna ha- that I actually have all designed up, and I'm just waiting to uh, announce the winner, and then I will email them and get their shirt size and I will have it sent to them and they will have the first ever uh, not those not so super dudes t-shirt uh, which I'm hoping we will have more made alright so I have this bucket congratulations and, person yes congratulations uh, and I've got like five or six names in here and now I'm going to randomly pull one out do 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 while he's randomly pulling out ha! why don't we why don't I tell you what we have for next episode Next it. episode is, is we're going to your hobby place, which is here in Martinsburg, and it's uh, it's actually right down the parking lot from Berkeley Plaza. Um, and they've agreed to let us do an episode there, and what we're going to do is we're going to bring you uh, your secret, or the Secret Empire storyline, which is in the comics, uh, Marvel. It's all about when Captain America went evil. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna shoot that episode right inside the comic shop. Uh, we'll probably do a live feed as well, so that you can see the inside of the shop. And uh, the either the owner or one of the employees will come on and, and tell you a little bit about what they have at the shop and what um, they have coming in. Because not only is it uh, a comic shop, but it is a current comic shop. You're not just going in there and buying back issues, but you can also buy current issues. So we will have them tell us what they have coming in and what events they have coming up. Jordan? Yes, uh, and we'll be doing that. So that will be our next episode. So we'll be going down there, what do you think, maybe like the, the that Wednesday, the 27th? Yeah, 27th, I believe is right. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys want to come say hi, we'll be down there uh, Wednesday, the 27th. We'll uh, probably be posting stuff on there about when we get there, and uh, we'll get there early enough to set up and... If you want to come say hi and hang out with us during the episodes, you are more than welcome to. Uh, we will be happy to talk with you and uh, and you know just hang out and uh, and everything. So I have our winner, and it is in fact Laura Lazor, uh, the same friend we were talking about. So not only did she pretty much answer all the questions for her and uh, her boyfriend, uh, she get she wins the very first ever those not so super dudes T-shirt. So uh, Laura, I am going to send you a message and uh send me your shirt size and everything and then i will get that out to you as soon as i possibly can 
So congratulations on that. That is uh, very well done. Put that back in its bucket. Way to get those answers, Laura. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, that's that's really about it, guys. Uh, we Again, we very much loved this movie. Uh, it's, I couldn't have asked for a better sequel, honestly. And uh, like Alex said, we've, we're going to be at the Hobby Place in just a couple weeks. So look out for that. Uh, Alec, you got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Well, just one more. Okay. We have coming up this year the Venom movie. Yes. And uh, everybody knows how I feel about it. I'm kind of iffy. Right. Because I don't understand how you can do a Venom movie without Spider-Man. True. But I would like to hear from the listeners whether or not you're excited about the movie, what are you worried about, what irks you about the trailer symbiote. Uh, anything that you have, uh, any feelings that you have towards the Venom movie, I want to hear about them because I think it's very important for us to talk about what our fans like or what our listeners like. I don't know that you guys are fans. You may just be listening to us because you have nothing better to do. But I want to know what you think anyway. So if you haven't looked at the trailer, there's a full-blown trailer. It actually shows Venom um, so you can get the aesthetic in your head. Um but watch it. Tell me, tell us what you think, um, and we'll discuss what you think on our next episode because it is pretty much all comic-driven. Also, next episode we have Chris White, uh, who is going, who has done an extensive read on the Secret Empire because he found out he was going to be on the show, and uh, he'll be with us as well. That sounds great. Yeah, and I just got to uh, finish. Uh, reading up on that myself, and uh, I'll be ready to go by the time the episode comes and everything. So uh, we're we're really excited about this. We're happy that we're able to expand our episodes, like be going to different places, talking to people. Uh, we have some stuff in the works that I'm excited to talk to you about once I get confirmation on them. And um, yeah, we we uh, we've got a nice what month or so of uh, things that we're really excited for that I can't wait to tell you about again once we uh, get confirmation on them and, and uh, we get all that set up. But we feel now, like we're hitting our stride, ladies and gentlemen. We yeah, feel like we're hitting our stride. We are. We're, We've had some hiccups. We're getting places. But we're doing good. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. But uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, let us know what you thought of Deadpool 2. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it because it's absolutely worth it. Um, also, if you haven't seen it, you've been listening to this, we probably just ruined it, most of the episode or most of the movie for you. So, sorry, but that's your fault for listening. You better go see it so you can laugh with us. It's very true. Uh, until then, just remember, guys, even though you're not superheroes, you are still super. All right, guys, have a great night. Woo! What's up, everybody? Here's Deadpool here one last time. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, some things that these dumbasses forgot. Uh, continuity, finding the cocaine and cure for blindness under the couch, under the floorboards. God, that was such a really good scene. How did they forget something like that? Also, Terry Crews' character is named Bedlam. Uh, Zygote is actually Zeitgeist. And um, Domino is played by the wonderful actress Zazie Beetz. And also, the phrase that Russell wanted to hear before he killed the headmaster was, Blessed are the wicked who are healed by my hand. I just wanted to fix those few things, because apparently these dumbasses don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, if you if you wanted a show that would tell you things how it was and, and told you the right things, this was not the right thing for you to listen to. You should know that by now. It's in the title. They are not very super. This is not a very good Deadpool 
episode, but this is Thurs, so I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening, and, and the music you've been hearing throughout the, throughout the episode is uh, Better Spirits by Pine Moon, which you can find on Spotify, and The Ways by 7957, which you can find on Reverb Nation and SoundCloud. Thank you again for listening, everybody. We greatly enjoyed it. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Your friendly not-so-super Deadpool, out. The ways I be moving, the ways I be moving. The ways I be moving, the ways I be moving. I'm sick in the head, but never can lose it. The weight on my shoulders, but I'ma keep moving. The ways I be moving, it's all about winning. No time for the losing. The ways I be moving.